Welcome to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, where we cut through the confusion and get down to the truth about what really works for real people when it comes to losing weight, having incredible health, and a body that you love. We believe that losing weight is really about gaining life, doing things you never thought you could, having renewed confidence, and enjoying your body more than ever. I'm your host, Corey Little. Now let's get to it. Hello, my friends. And welcome to episode number 47 of the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast. Today, we're going to jump into some real-life coaching, or maybe, I guess it would be better to call it real-life consultation. I've been having a few conversations with people on social media about counting calories and tracking macros and stuff like that. Like, how many calories should I be eating each day? How many grams of protein should I consume per day? How many grams of carbs if I want to lose weight? Some of you may be like, yes, this is it, Corey. I totally identify with these questions. And then there may be some of you who are thinking like, what in the, I don't even know what a gram of protein looks like. What in the world is this? Look, either way, I really think you'll enjoy today's episode because I'm approaching it as if I were sitting down with Casey. You'll meet her in just a minute. But like I was sitting down with Casey to do a consultation on what she's experiencing and the possible solutions. So let's get to it. You ready? So here's what Casey sent me. She said, hey, I've been loving your podcast. Thank you so much for continuing to share your knowledge and expertise. I've been trying to learn about macros lately, and I wanted to ask if you would be open to doing a podcast about them. Here you go, Casey. <laughs> Since January, I've had a lot of GI, so gastrointestinal and digestive issues, where my weight shot back up. So I've been struggling a lot to get it back down, and I've been incorporating what I learned from you while also trying to pay attention to my macros. It's hard to get the portions right, and it can be pretty confusing as well. Thank you, Casey, for sharing, and thank you, Casey, for allowing me to share this with the podcast audience and to do this episode. So here's a quick explanation for those of you that aren't real familiar of calories and macros, just in case you've been hearing about these things or seeing these terms here and there, and you have no idea what people are talking about. Um, a calorie as we refer to it with food, is actually like in the nutrition science world, it's actually called a kilocalorie. So that's just a little tidbit maybe for like trivia. But for our purposes today, we're just going to keep things simple and call it a calorie. And macros, that term that you've probably seen or heard here and there, it's just referencing the three primary macronutrients. This is like the, the big things you see when you look at a food label, like the nutrition facts of a food label. It's protein, carbohydrates, and fat. So anytime you hear someone say, oh, I'm tracking my macros, all that means is that, that they are tracking every day how many grams of protein they eat, how many grams of carbohydrate, and how many grams of fat. And each of these three macros contain calories. Like each gram of protein contains a certain number of calories and so forth for carbs and fat. I'm not going to get too deep into that because we could, I could talk about that for hours and hours. See, sometimes this whole process can get confusing for people. So I do want to break it down a little more, but not go too deep. Let's start with a calorie. A calorie is how we measure energy related to your body and food. See, you're kind of like a cell phone. <laughs> I mean, you need energy to exist, to stay alive, to stay on. But you can't just plug yourself in at night. Instead, you have to eat your energy, which, by the way, I think is a really cool blessing from God because 
we actually get to enjoy one of the necessities of life, which is obtaining energy, and that's through food, right? And you may be like, yeah, Corey, that's the whole problem. I enjoy that (laughs) process a little too much. But still, think about it. You know, it could be a totally bland process, but it's something that we get to enjoy. So, okay, a calorie equals energy. It can be the energy we get from food, or it's the energy we use or burn during exercise, but it's also the the energy that our body uses just to stay alive. Like even if we're just sitting on the couch doing nothing, your body is using fuel. It's like your cell phone. Your cell phone may be sitting there turned on doing nothing. Well, it's not going to burn through its battery, but it's still going to use its battery. It's going to trickle down. Well, it's the same with you if you're just sitting around doing nothing. Now, specifically, when we talk about a calorie and energy, it's a calorie is the amount of energy required to raise the temperature of a liter of water by one degree centigrade. Don't turn the podcast off. I know you may be thinking this is way too sciencey. I don't even care about that garbage. But look, think about this. A calorie is the amount of energy that's required to raise the temperature of a liter of water. It may seem weird, but if you think about it, we like humans, we're just big walking, talking, breathing bags of water. You've heard this before. Your body's about, you know, 75, 80% water. And the food that we eat is energy to keep us going, to keep all of our body's systems running and to maintain things and repair your tissues and keep your temperature where it should be. And, And you can even do tests in the lab to determine exactly how many calories a certain person needs because you're different from me and I'm different from her or him and so on and so on. So we could go into a lab I live pretty close to the University of Georgia in the United States. For all of my international listeners, shout out to you guys in the UK and Australia and Canada. You guys are leading the pack right now. But I could go into the lab at the University of Georgia, and they could tell me exactly how many calories I need just to stay as is, just to exist. Now, this number is called your BMR, which stands for basal metabolic rate. It is the like the base metabolism that you have. And there are all sorts of equations that you can now find online to estimate your BMR. And then you can see how this process starts to unfold. And then you can look up how many calories certain types of exercise burn. And then you can do all this math and track your food diligently every single day. And then everything should just come together perfectly, right? I mean, it's just all like math. Calories in, calories out, using exercise and food and voila, it's magic. I lose weight. It's like setting a budget and tracking your spending. Money comes in, money goes out. Just make the numbers work in your favor and you're all good. Well, I agree partially. I agree that this works beautifully when it comes to a budget and your finances because that's simple, hard facts and numbers. But it's not so simple or so easy or so accurate or so doable when it comes to your body. There are about 1 million different factors that contribute to your metabolic rate and how many calories you burn during exercise on one day versus another day. And tracking calories is such a guesstimation type of process nowadays. Really, all of this is a guesstimation process. You're guesstimating at your BMR. You're guesstimating at how many calories your unique body burns with certain exercises. You're guesstimating at how many calories certain foods contain. And for some people who are not real detail-oriented, they're guesstimating at portions and how much they're eating. And then entering that into their calorie tracking app, which is a guesstimation itself with the software it uses. So hopefully you can see, with all this guesstimating, at basically every step in the process, how something 
seems so scientific and so accurate, and suddenly it becomes really quite a bit of a guessing game. But let's say that someone goes to great lengths and gets super specific and detailed with everything, with every aspect and every step in the process. Okay, great. Guess what? Your metabolic rate is going to change and adjust and vary depending on how many calories you're consuming and how many of those calories are coming from protein versus from carbs versus from fat. And maybe when you started, things were going really well and you were moving in the right direction, but two or three weeks in, you're not losing any more weight and you don't know why. I can't tell you how many messages I get from people that say, man, Corey, I've been doing 1,300 calories and I lost 15 pounds and now I just can't seem to lose anymore. Do you think I should drop down to 1,100 calories or is this too few? I'm five foot two and I weigh X amount of pounds, whatever. And that, while I understand their question and it makes sense on the broad scale, it's just the oversimplification of a really, really complex thing, a really complex issue. And we can't forget about this, the exercise component. See, the first time that you run a mile or do 30 minutes on the elliptical, your body will burn a certain number of calories, which you've guesstimated for already, right? But after you've done this same exercise again and again and again, week after week, your body becomes much more efficient at that particular exercise because your body loves efficiency and it is just striving for homeostasis as we've discussed in past episodes. Your body's just trying to stay alive. So what does this mean? Well, as your body becomes more efficient at a certain exercise, you burn fewer and fewer calories doing the exact same thing. Corey, say what? I mean, wait a minute. This doesn't even make sense. I know, look guys, I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. Your first few times running or doing elliptical or whatever, you pick the exercise for 30 minutes. Your first time doing that, you let's say you burn roughly 300 calories. I'm just making something up. Okay, you burn 300 calories. Well, then after a few weeks of this same exercise, you're only burning 250 calories. And then after a few more weeks or maybe two months, you're only burning 210. And that adds up over time. That adds up in a big way. And it really throws off when you're tracking numbers specifically. So you can see how we're shooting a bent arrow at a moving target. Our arrow is not super reliable already, and then the target keeps adjusting and shifting slightly here and there. But I haven't even mentioned the worst part, my least favorite part. Constantly tracking your calories or macros is a pain in the butt. It is such a tedious and time-consuming process if you actually do it right. It's like lugging around a nutritional ball and chain all the time. And trust me, I know this for a fact because I did it for years when I was competing in bodybuilding. I tracked everything for weeks and weeks and months and months, and it was miserable. <laughs> I couldn't wait to finish the competition and be done and not have to track every morsel of food night and day all the time. As you can probably tell from everything I've shared thus far, I'm not a big fan of tracking calories or macros. But here's the thing. I got to be totally honest with you. If you're borderline OCD about it and you cook all your food at home and you weigh or measure every single thing you eat, it can work and it can work really well. Like from a nutritionist, a nutrition scientist standpoint, I love the detail and control that it can provide when I'm working with a client. But for someone who's struggled to lose weight and really just wants to kind of drop that 
15 or 20 or 40 or 60, whatever. They just want to drop some weight and get into shape. Asking them to track macros and calories is the equivalent of telling someone to become a certified electrician just to replace a light bulb. It's just unnecessary. It's too much. It's overwhelming. And let me be very, very clear. It's not a viable long-term solution. So does this mean that no one has ever found success and lost their 20 or 30 pounds by tracking calories or macros or points, which by the way, that's all Weight Watchers is, is they've kind of, rather than calling it calories or macros, they've tried to simplify this whole complex, confusing tracking process, and they just boil it down to points instead of calories or macros. So does it mean that no one's had success doing this? Not at all. I'm sure there are success stories out there, but here's the thing. What happens when you stop? What then? Do you even know what you're doing? Are you suddenly lost? Can you maintain your results without tracking stuff, without the ball and chain? And if not, then that's a big problem. And let's not forget to ask the question, was it enjoyable while you were doing it? Did you enjoy the process of losing weight? Did you enjoy meticulously tracking everything? And let's get really honest, was it needed? <laughs> like I said earlier, you don't need to be a certified electrician to replace a light bulb. If losing weight can be easier, then why not make it easier? Why not make things as easy and simple as possible? Ah, okay, enough, sorry, <laughs> enough about calories and macros and all that tracking. I could go on and on and on because it's geeky nutrition science stuff that I love. But I want to address Casey's specific question. Casey, if you're out there and you're listening, I haven't forgotten about you, my dear. I want to address her specific question and situation. So let's get a little refresher here. She said, since January, I've had a lot of GI and digestive issues where my weight shot back up. So I've been struggling a lot to get it back down. And I've been incorporating what I learned from you while also trying to pay attention to my macros. It's hard to get the portions right, and it can be pretty confusing as well. So here's what we're dealing with. Casey is having GI and digestive issues. She's gained weight and she's struggling to get it back down. And as she has struggled, she's reaching for something that she feels will help, tracking her macros, which is basically just another way of tracking calories. And she's done it enough that she already realizes what I mentioned earlier. It's hard to get the portions right. Yes, exactly, because you have to measure or weigh everything with detail and it can be confusing. Absolutely, totally agree. So I totally understand why Casey is doing what she's doing. It makes sense. Like she cares about her body and she doesn't want to regain weight that she once lost. She's doing her best to stay on top of things and I commend her for that. Yes, totally. So if I were coaching or consulting her, here's where my brain would go in attempting to help her solve the problems that she's facing. First thing we need to do is just define the problems. And it's easy to see there are basically two things going on. Number one She's having GI and digestive issues, which are no fun for anyone, and it can definitely cause all sorts of issues when it comes to your energy levels, your body's ability to lose weight, and just overall happiness and quality of life. So number one are those gastrointestinal and digestive issues. And then number two, she's gaining or has regained weight, and she wants to lose it. And we all totally understand that. Now, these two issues are totally connected in a lot of ways, but they also could be very separate in many ways. We don't know yet. So at this point, what should we do? Well, we need to dig into it and try to figure out if they're connected or not and what our next step is. So the first thing I would encourage, assuming her GI problems are significant enough and not just some small aggravation, 
I would recommend she go see a qualified gastroenterologist and that she get some tests run. She could have an infection in her stomach or intestines, or she might be diagnosed with a condition like IBS or Crohn's or celiac, or for some women, they might need to go see their um, OBGYN because female hormonal issues can also cause some gastrointestinal issues. Now, this testing and medical guidance will tell us a lot and really direct where to go from there. So for now, let's just acknowledge that going to see the doctor is step number one, super important. But for the sake of the rest of this podcast, let's move forward and see what else could be going on and like what else we might do. So if she wanted to do everything possible with her nutrition to attack and address her GI issues, then an elimination diet is no doubt the best route. This is a very special, very strict diet that eliminates any and all foods that might cause digestive issues for people. I mean, it's basically like doing a hypoallergenic diet. Whole30, which many of you are probably familiar with, is basically an elimination diet that people have marketed and used for weight loss, when in reality, the entire point of an elimination diet is not to lose weight, but to figure out what foods cause you to feel like crap. Like what foods trigger your body in negative ways so that you can learn those and then avoid or cut them out in the future. But people normally do lose weight with an elimination diet because it's such a restrictive diet. And then they immediately gain it all right back when they go back to quote unquote normal eating. It's like, oh, wow, that was kind of a cool challenge. Now back to normal. <laughs> um, sorry, dude, like you totally missed the point. So beyond the elimination diet, what else could we do? Well, Casey could try a probiotic to help address her GI issues. Experts and research are currently a bit divided on probiotics. Like many things in life and culture, we've swung from one extreme of not taking them at all to everyone should take them every day and it will solve all your problems. And now we're kind of swinging back to, well, hold on. Probiotics can be good, but don't overdo it. And most people should be okay developing their gut microbiome, their gut bacteria, the old-fashioned way just by naturally and accidentally eating some bacteria here and there and maybe having yogurt every now and then. So all that being said, Casey could try a probiotic that is specific to whatever she is experiencing. There are certain probiotics and different probiotic formulas that are recommended for various issues. There are certain ones for constipation or diarrhea or bloating. The list goes on and on and on. But, I mean, just being honest, it's kind of a roll of the dice. They might help they might not. And without doing really expensive testing first, you never know until you try. That's just the facts of the matter. So at this point, we've done a lot to address Casey's GI issues. And sometimes doing that will also address the weight loss issues too. But just in case it doesn't, here's what I look at next. Consistency. <laughs> oh, there's that word that no one wants to hear or face, but all of us need to address I haven't talked with Casey in length, so I'm not at all saying that this is her issue. I'm not calling her out. But what I am saying is probably 98% of the time when people aren't losing weight, it's because of a consistency issue. Either they're not consistent with doing enough exercise or they're not consistent enough with their food. They might absolutely kill it for four days and not touch anything that is quote unquote off of their diet. But then the next three days, which usually are Friday, it kind of starts Friday afternoon, Saturday and Sunday, well, those are very hit or miss. <laughs> but our brain 
wants to support us and make us feel good. So it will often only point out and remind us of how good we did last week. Man, we did so good last week, and we haven't lost any weight. Or maybe we gained a couple of pounds. WTF? Like, what is going on? <laughs> but in reality, if we literally tracked every meal and gave it a check mark when it consisted of only high-quality food that will help us move toward our goal, or we gave it an X, like wrong answer, eh, when it consisted of something that will not help you achieve your weight loss goals. If we did that, when we get that real and honest about it, and we're not just remembering the good parts, often someone's weekly grade will wind up around a 60 or maybe a 70. So we're talking about a D or barely making a C, and that just ain't going to cut it for losing weight, guys. And that's just nutrition. We haven't even looked at exercise consistency yet. Now, again, I'm not saying this is the case with Casey, but it's definitely one of the biggest things I see over and over again. And it's one of the places I would start when it comes to losing weight that someone regains or just losing weight in the first place. So let's wrap it up. Let's land this plane. In summary, counting calories and tracking macros can work, but it is extremely time consuming and cumbersome, and it requires extreme attention attention to detail. I'm not a fan of it for successful long-term weight loss. I just don't believe it's a great solution for that. It's like getting a two-year degree to become a certified electrician just so you can replace a light bulb in your bathroom. And for digestive issues, if you're experiencing these, go see a qualified gastroenterologist, especially if your issues are more than like just an occasional aggravation. An elimination diet, when it's done right, is not a weight loss solution, but it is the gold standard process to determine what foods are causing you problems. And probiotics might be helpful, but it's kind of just guess and check. Last but not least, when you're not losing weight, there's a really good chance that it's a consistency issue with food or exercise. And not just consistency day to day, but week to week and month to month. Mm, mm, mm. Sorry, the truth sometimes stings a little bit. It stings me too. I hope today was helpful for you guys. And if it was, you know I always love to hear about it. So shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram. I always love hearing from you. And until next time, never forget, there's more to you and your body than what you weigh. And losing weight is really about gaining life and living the life you've always wanted. Much love, my friends. God bless. Thank you for your time today. Bye-bye.